the Ravens aren't done. That's the thing. That's the thing. As apoplectic and appropriately so as Pittsburgh and all of Steelers Nation has been over what's gone down here the last 24 hours, the Ravens aren't done. Mark my words on that. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. On this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network, this is Daily Shot of Steelers. For a few months, I did just Daily Shot, and it combined Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates. I wasn't all that crazy about mixing all the teams. I never am. So here we are now. I've got a different Daily Shot for each of the three teams. I hope if you're a hockey fan or a baseball fan, you'll consider checking out one of the other two. I also hope, my goodness, more than hope, plead that someone at the NFL will produce even an ounce of integrity at some point in this process. It's beyond mind-blowing what's happened these last four or five days, how the Ravens and John Harbaugh and Steve Biscotti, their owner, whose buddies with Roger Goodell, have gamed the NFL. That's G-A-M-E-D, the NFL. Again and again. And doing so, I might add, on a foundation of a very real thing, which is an outbreak of coronavirus within their team. These guys are still doing nothing other than working feverishly behind the scenes, meaning with the league, with the national reporters, with the Baltimore area reporters, not all of them, but some of them, to do anything and everything they can with each passing day to just push the game back far enough to convenience them. And sure enough, sure enough, this latest one that now has the Steelers and Ravens very tentatively, based on what John Harbaugh wants, kicking off at 3.40 p.m. on Wednesday. And yes, you heard that right. An NFL game will be played at 3.40 p.m. on Wednesday at Heinz Field. Not coincidentally, just like that, the Ravens will have both of their starting running backs, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, right back in the huddle, conveniently on the exact day they'd be eligible to return from the COVID-19 list. What a coincidence! I, I just It's amazing that it worked out that way for Baltimore. It's almost as if that they hadn't planned to have this strange meeting out of nowhere with the NFL Players Association. And it's almost as if John Harbaugh hadn't spent the day working ESPN's Adam Schefter and three Baltimore area reporters all day long who were putting out virtually identical tweets through the afternoon about how the Ravens were really all of a sudden having these, these misgivings and these concerns about coming to Pittsburgh, even though they were about to test completely negative across the board, other than one guy on IR who'd already been in isolation. They were given the green light by the NFL to get on a plane, come to Pittsburgh. Instead, they spent the day feeding these four reporters that narrative and then ended up getting the NFLPA involved. Why? Why? Ultimately, the league puts out 
through the national reporters again, because this is how they operate, instead of making a direct announcement, instead of making a, a direct communique of any kind with their fans, they let it be known that the reason that the game was held back was out of concern for Baltimore players not having had the proper training and time to avoid muscle strains. I am not making that up. I am not making that up. There is no such creature in the labor pact between the NFL and the NFLPA. There is nothing remotely resembling that concept in any of the coronavirus memos and other guidelines that have been put forth. A postponement was only to occur in the event of active spread. Well, the active spread, according to the NFL's own experts, the doctors and the scientists that they're employing, the epidemiologists who are being paid by the NFL to ascertain these situations, determined that it was okay for the Ravens to get on that aircraft, fly to Pittsburgh, and play a football game Tuesday night. But they weren't going to have all their players. They weren't going to have their best chance. So they can do this again. I am betting that they will do this again. Because the more they push it back, the closer they come to having Lamar Jackson and a bunch of other guys. Three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, their top wide receiver. These are all guys that are still going to miss the game if it's played Wednesday. Who? Who could put anything past these people? You know? With Harbaugh's history and everything else, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. First, I'm going to share with you that this portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who've filed for workers' comp, who've needed help with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics. The attorneys at LGKG have also been designated as super lawyers. That's capital S, capital L for over 15 years. That is a rare combination in that business. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them online, too at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Here's what needs to happen. And I don't care if I ruffle feathers with this one because this is just that kind of development where you just, you know, you don't exactly operate with a leash on of any kind. Even your own. The Steelers need to find a way to pipe up here. I'm not sure what that is. And I'm not talking about to the NFL. They need to pipe up. They need to start embarrassing the Ravens publicly. And I know, I know what you're thinking. That is not how they operate. Find a way. Find a way. Figure it out. Maybe it's a statement that Art Rooney puts out. We're really looking forward to having this football game Wednesday at Heinz Field. And throw in something, 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 dash 
forfeit into it. Maybe Mike Tomlin can say something. Maybe one of the players can say something. At some point or other, it has to become part of the common discourse on this issue through the football world, not just in Pittsburgh, not just in the cities where their teams have been directly affected by this sort of thing. And it's not a long list. It has to become the norm to discuss that if a team screws up, and by that I mean legitimately screws up, not just catching coronavirus. That's not an error or a shortcoming. But if you're flouting protocol, if you admit that you have flouted protocol, as the Ravens did with that statement that they made about punishing their strength and conditioning coach, the one who it was later revealed was working with the players in the weight room without a mask on. If you're that team, you very much should be hearing and fearing the concept of a forfeit. Turn this around. Somehow the Ravens have genuinely gotten the upper hand on this from a PR standpoint because enough people have bought this garbage that all of a sudden, magically, today, they, they're scared of coming here. I'm not mocking the virus. Trust me. On a personal level, I'm in no space to be doing that right now. It's not me, but it's somebody very close to me. So this isn't about that. When I say scared, I'm talking about being scared to come here and lose a football game. That's very clearly what's happening here. I don't know how much more obvious it can be to everybody. So if it's people like me, I mean, that's going to get, you know, some fans around here riled up and whatever else here. And I've gotten my share of hate mail over the last 12 to 18 hours from the Maryland area. It's got to come from the Steelers. At some point, they have to stand up for themselves. I don't know, and you can't know either, what, if anything, is being communicated between Rooney and the NFL offices. But I sure would hope that he's blistering them and the Ravens up, down, and sideways. And clearly, that hasn't gotten anything done. His football team keeps being put into worse situations than the ones it was in before. It's time to take this fight public. I don't doubt that there's a fight. I do doubt that people are aware of it, and I definitely doubt that the Steelers' side of this is being heard. The Ravens are way, 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 way too comfortable with where this is going. And the longer that lingers, the worse it's going to get. And I'm going to say it one final time here before break. They're going to do it again. When we come back, I'm going to be joined by Chris Carter, who might be even louder than me on this subject.
Welcome back to Daily Shot of Steelers. I'm happy to say that our little program has landed quite the guest at the other end. We've got John Elway on the line with us from Denver. (laughs) Mr. Elway, what sayeth you about the way the Baltimore Ravens are being treated compared to how the Denver Broncos were treated over the weekend. Well, wait just a minute right there, Mr. DK. I have to say as John Elway, the guy that runs the Broncos right now, that Mm -hmm. we deserve our punishment, but the Ravens don't deserve theirs. They deserve to be getting – if they want to play this game next week, I agree with my fellow Super Bowl champion quarterback, Steve Young, who said on (laughs) Monday Night Countdown that they should move this game to whenever Lamar Jackson can play because this has playoff implications. He said that too, Carter. Chris Carter. Chris Carter is my guest for anyone who was fooled by that rotten impersonation. <laughs> uh, Steve Young was on NFL Network. Gosh. And he said, he said, hang on, hang on. We're just going to play the audio for you. Playoff implication game between the Ravens and the Steelers, in my mind, is a game without Lamar Jackson needs to be canceled. You cannot play that game without Lamar Jackson. To me, well, Steve, you just said it. Steve, get it to the next week. Okay, that, that was an actual thing. Jeez. That was something that a person said, Carter. Like, this is like if the Steelers, when Ben Roethlisberger had gone down in week two of 2019, had just said to the league, you know what? We're going to have to hold off this season for oh, another year here because it's just not right to be playing without Ben Roethlisberger. Or if they said, hey, when he couldn't practice the whole week with the Bengals game because Vance McDonald, he was a close contact for him. Hey, can you move this game two or three days? Because we want to make sure Ben practices with us for a couple days. It's ridiculous. And it, it's even more insulting because Steve Young, it'd be different if like Max Kellerman or Skip Bayless or someone yeah. that didn't play football said that. But this is a quarterback of the game. Steve Young knows what this is about. Well, he he does, but I think that's actually symptomatic, Carter. I I really do, because Mm. I think this is that meathead mentality that I've been writing about in in columns in recent days that Mm -hmm. you have to watch Mm -hmm. out for. The meathead mentality, and this is going to be, well, if he was hurt, I understand it. But the fact that it's just coronavirus, it's this, you know, this mythological thing that everybody's just magically getting over. Other than, of course, the 263,000 Americans who've died from it, then it's okay. You know, then it's okay. Then it's no big. And you just you adjust the schedule. Just make it work for Lamar. You know. Anyway, listen. The, the issue here, at least as I see it, is that the NFL has done nothing to stand up to the Ravens. And and I think you know what I'm saying when I say that without me mm-hmm. elaborating. They're just. They, they've been confronted with something, including this charade all day long about the players. I mean, after eight days of complete silence from the players, today was the day they decided they were worried about playing with the virus, you know? All of, all of a sudden, they were worried, like, oh, I don't know. And we got to worry about our muscle strains, guys, because muscle we, strains. You know, we might pull a hammy in this game. We got, like, <laughs> And then the we snow, the snow. You we didn't, the, the, we didn't train sufficiently. And the snow, they brought up snow. And, and, and then and it was like two to three, three inches. One to three at the time. One to three. <laughs> one to three. I'm not letting them off the hook with that extra inch. Look, you could get yourself about 36 good, healthy hail reindeer. And they yep. could 
take you up I-70, climb the hills into Breezewood, and come down the turnpike and just glide down from Somerset and bring your Ravens into town through that one to three inches of snow. You but they brought that up too, Carter. They wanted nothing to do with this. They were going to say and do absolutely anything, throw themselves in front of a moving vehicle in order to get this game pushed back. And the NFL, A, either didn't see through it or B, saw through it and said, oh, no, we can't touch that. Someone might, you know, bring up the virus, you know? Yeah, I really feel like they've been just catering and catering and catering to the Ravens, and I don't know why, Dan. It just it continues to baffle me. I look at, you know, how, again, the snow seemed like it was like a, like a pre-excuse being drawn up. Meanwhile, we've seen teams fly through blizzards to play. I mean, how many times have we watched a, a, a game with the Patriots where Foxborough is just covered in snow and ice, and they're happy about it, and they're like, this is what football's supposed to be like. But one to three inches in Pittsburgh, nah. That, I mean, gotta, just move the Packers now, you know? Yeah, move seriously, the Packers yeah. Like San Antonio or something, you know? Jeez, like, it's like, how was that an excuse? And then the muscle strains. You don't want to talk about muscle strains. And I talked to Tom Reed about this on Morning Java. But you, muscle strains, that often happens when you start playing a lot of games back to back to back. And guess what the Steelers got to do now? Play three games in 12 games. Yeah. Three, three games in 12 days. How 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 is the, how is their safety being considered here? Well, because... I'll, I'll get I'll get even I'll get even like legalese on this here, okay? And that is that there is absolutely nothing in the NFL's and the NFLPA's labor agreement that calls for a game to be postponed for lack of conditioning slash training exactly. slash concerns about soft tissue muscle events okay mm -hmm. there is nothing in the coronavirus addendums that were created this summer and there's hundreds of pages of those and there is absolutely not a solitary mention in any of those there's no mention of any of this in the october 5 memo that roger goodell issued to all 32 teams presumably also baltimore I mean, about it, any of this, about yeah, right. any of this, this, right. this, this thing was made up like Carter. These people have no shame whatsoever. And this applies to a lot of things. And I, I by the way, could include a lot of Baltimore things in that, whether it's Ray Rice, uh, Ray Lewis, whatever it is, where they just no, 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 no. Don't touch the Ravens. Don't touch the Ravens. Why? You know, it could be that Steve Biscotti and, and Roger Goodell are really, really good buds, which they are. and. Let's not pretend that wasn't a factor in the way Goodell handled the Patriots, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Meaning his relationship with Robert Kraft. The whole thing stinks. It it just it, it's got me, as you can hear, rattled, like like genuinely rattled. No, and, and you're not the only one. I think Steelers fans across the border rattle. Um, but I, I'm right with you. And I was on the side of I didn't want to call it for conspiracy theory or or think think you know too you know devilishly about what the Ravens were doing. I'm like, you know what? If if people are testing positive every day, that's you know just just wait until the day that they don't test positive, and then when they don't test positive, you play the next day and you get that done. Right. Well, that day just came and went, Dayon. Like, yeah, I, I I I'm so glad you brought that up though. There is a separation here. I don't doubt for one second that every single positive test is a positive test. Okay. The, yeah. the NFL has its own people, just to be clear here, has its own people on the ground in Owings Mills, Maryland. They're doing the testing. They're managing the testing. This isn't something that they're 
you know, trusting the Ravens to do. So there's that. And then there's exactly what you said. They were going to smoke out the Ravens at some point because they were going to come back with an all clear. And they essentially did yesterday with just that one guy on IR who'd already been isolated from the team testing positive. And they said, hey, here, you're clear. Fly to Pittsburgh, play the game tomorrow night. All of a sudden, all the wheels start spinning. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when you've been smoked out. You've been smoked out. They had one goal and one goal only, and that was to get this game delayed. I agree. It was to buy themselves time. Now they get Mike Ingram back. They get J.K. Dobbins back. Everything's fine now. And uh, and now they're like, okay, we can start to look at this a little bit better. And if they keep pushing this even further, Lamar Jackson might be back. As Steve Young thinks that that, he, that I guess they, they oh, should. Oh, that's so make important. Happen. It's so important that we wait for Lamar Jackson to come back. Jeez, like like it's so that that way he can turn the ball over seven more times to the Steelers. All right, Carter. You're uh, you're 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 Steve. You're no, it wasn't your Steve Young. Imper- John your Steve Young impersonation is actually is okay. Your your John Elway needs a lot of work. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Carter. Appreciate it. As always. When we come back, just one question. At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Welcome back. Final segment of the show is just one question that's in your hands every day. You can send one to me on Twitter. You can send it on Facebook. You can send it on Instagram. You can put it on the DK Pittsburgh Sports app. One way or another, it'll get to me, and it'll definitely be considered. Doesn't mean it'll make it, but it has a much better chance than most if you send one as clever as the one Lisa Weaver sent for today. She asks, do you think the Steelers will finish the season with as many victories as the Pirates did this past season, 19 Ow! Ow! Not sure I had done the math like that. But that's just really, really mean. Even if it's factually accurate. If the Steelers win the Super Bowl, they will have won 19 games. And for those of you who are not fans of the local baseball franchise, the Pirates went 19-41 and in their very miserable shortened 2020 season. Lisa, I'll try to take this from the football perspective because we now have separate shows for all three teams, so I can do that. From the football perspective, for the Steelers to go 19-0 and almost defies the imagination. There's so much that has to go right over such an extended period in so many different settings. And now you can add to that, unlike a normal year, 
everything that's coronavirus-based. Let's not lose sight of the fact, in all seriousness, that the Steelers will be playing a game tonight with a handful of players on the COVID list, uh, including one of their very best in Stefan Tuitt, as well as their starting running back in James Conner. You don't know what any given day, much less any given week, is going to produce. But did you notice that every time I qualified it, I threw an almost in front of it? And that's because this team has done nothing but win. We don't have a precedent. We don't have a precedent for a loss this season. We don't have a precedent for a performance that was so far below whatever the usual standard is. Not even that horrific showing in Dallas to suggest that they'll lose. They have some tough opponents the rest of the way. Uh, Buffalo is now 8-3. and three. Indianapolis is a really good team with uh, a strong defense. Some of the best linebackers in the league. And then, and then you're talking about the playoffs. So it, it's asking a lot, but at the same time, this team has not peaked. This team has not achieved to its own standard. I really believe that. Not on offense, not even on defense. So they can be a lot better. Imagine if they are. Imagine if they were to just start rolling downhill instead of scratching and clawing to all these wins. Oh, man, it's fun to think of, especially with everything else that's going on, right? We'll see, I guess. Thanks so much for listening today, and thanks to Lisa for the question.